do 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 I am Snoop Dogg. Welcome to Off Time Jive. My name is Michael Holler, and we are sadly not joined by Tyler Pino this week as he happened to die from uh, contracting a severe case of ass cancer following the viewing of the Peanuts movie. On top of James Bond. On top of Spectre, yeah. I'm a ghost. Boom. Oh my god. So, hello and welcome to Off Time Drive. My name is Tyler Pino. Who the fuck is you? Did you already say that? I literally just said all of this. No one cares. What? What is that? Is that the fridge? Did you not turn the fridge off, you fuck? So, uh... again. Michael already said it. We saw two movies uh, this last weekend. Both of which were massively disappointing. Yeah, well, I would say one of which was massively disappointing. The other one was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, we saw Spectre. So you're not hiding your feelings exactly. Um, what did you think about the movie? Uh, I was um, confused and disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I was a very, very big fan of Casino Royale, and I really liked everything but the third act of Skyfall. So... Those movies very much hinged upon them being atypical Bond films. Would it have been better if it was Sean Connery instead of random Scottish guy at the end? Because it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Sean Connery. Yeah, that I remember. That and it awesome. was supposed it was supposed to be like it was a quote unquote cameo, but that's kind of a big role. Um, yeah. I I think it would have been cool in that nice fact, but I don't think it helped the movie at all. Like the third act still would have just been hard target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Home Alone with Bond, but no, that should be the next movie. Home Alone, and with it Bond? should be called that. Just Home Alone with Bond. It's James like the Bond. unofficial American Never Say Never Again. Was it? Oh Wasn't right, that the yeah. One? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Connery was in that as well. <laughs> but uh, but no, this this movie. So, do you know the first Bond was uh, an American film? Yeah, it was a made-for-television movie yeah. about an American CIA agent named Jimmy Bond. And apparently, um, it was when they basically just put plays on television live, because the entire thing was done live, and it was just scene to scene, and apparently there were like a tremendous amount of fuck-ups. I don't know if a, a copy exists, but it's on Wikipedia, it says, everything sucked. And it all fucked up, because they tried to do it live. They didn't, they, apparently they hadn't invented video yet. Well, they didn't invent video until... You shut your whore mouth. All right. But, but no, so Spectre, it returns almost exactly to that Bond formula. And it, it does so without any... It, it tries to take the tone and approach that Skyfall did, which is a very somber, reserved note. But you can't have a very somber and reserved story... When you're dealing with a premise as ridiculous as what they dealt with, as what they dealt with Inspector, and mm-hmm. it it was so it was so conflicting that it just made the movie kind of 
boring yeah. and nonsensical, and everything felt kind of forced. Yes, tonally it is the same as, as all of the other kind of Daniel Craig Bond films have been, more or less. Skyfall was a little bit different. I don't think... Skyfall injected... Well, Skyfall was still trying to keep the same tone as Casino Royale, but it injected a lot of old Bond-isms and old tropes into it because Casino Royale, as much as I love it, a lot of people who have problems with it, I know that they feel that it alienates them because it's too much of a new thing at once. And Casino Royale, in my opinion, is the greatest Bond film I've ever seen. But I can understand how it would be different from the, the few people that like Die Another Day to jump instantly into this, what, we're actually making a spy movie now? Well, it's exactly what the franchise needed at that point in time. I could yeah. see... I, I can't see anybody saying that Die Another Day was better than Casino Royale. I know people. I'm sure people exist, but there are people that like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. There are also people that are in the KKK. Most of them are members of Congress. <laughs> we'll um, get to that later. Um, but uh, I could see why they... W- I-, I could see how a person could say they didn't like Casino Royale because it was not Bond. Now, Die Another Day had become, you know, a parody of itself. At yeah, that Die point. Another Gotten... Day was basically an Austin Powers film. Right. But... You didn't really have to go full Jason Bourne with Casino Royale. I'm, I, I no, I, they went they went full Jason Bourne with Quantum of Solace. Well, I forget what that movie's even about. Well, Apparently, so did the people who made so this did, film. So did the people who made Spectre. With all of the callbacks to everything else from the Daniel Craig Bond films, nothing happened for uh, yeah, Quantum no, they, of Solace. They said Quantum once in the film, um, and this is in retrospect where uh, they mention Lashif and Silva. Mm-hmm. About 20 times. Yeah, I could see how people would be a bit alienated by Casino Royale. However, you don't have to go full um, Die Another Day. There's a lot of ground in between from, you know, Connery to fucking that. And, you know, the 30 million movies in between. Uh, I think that what I wanted from this, from Spectre, was for it to be a little bit more like, I guess, traditional Bond? Something like Goldfinger. To me, this movie was more like the traditional Bond than the Craig Bonds have been so far, and I think yeah. that's why it didn't work for me. Well, here's the thing, is they didn't fully embrace the traditional Bond. The plot was that, but the tone did not match that at all. Yeah. There was no... Uh, Casino Royale, I mean, it's a fun movie to watch, but one couldn't really argue that it's a terribly fun movie. It's a very... Uh, Depressing? Yeah. It's, it's a very serious yeah. film. It takes itself seriously. Yeah. I, I will say that, to me, between Casino Royale and Dr. No, arguably Goldfinger, mm-hmm. those are the films that, when I think, like, this is what James Bond should be, Casino Royale comes to the forefront of my mind. I think it... <sighs> I think Casino Royale does a very good job at capturing that first book. Um, and I guess if you if you want to say that's what Bond was supposed to be and then he evolved over time, you could say that. But I, I, I think that the early Connery films were probably more in line with, you know, everything after Dr. No. In the books, anyway. Actually, no, Dr. No was like the fourth book. Whatever the order is, I don't even remember. Casino Royale is the first one, and it was yeah. very... It was like a straight espionage kind of book you could read it and think this could actually happen it wasn't like moonraker yet it didn't (laughs) oh moonraker but uh the only thing i think what would have gone a long way to making this movie a lot more tolerable is to not take itself so seriously um 
have a little bit of fun with it. Because it doesn't work to have this like globe-trotting traditional Bond adventure and then have the hyper-seriousness of... Daniel Craig. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, wait, this, this is dumb. Which I still think Daniel Craig is a fantastic James Bond. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But even within the context of Spectre and the Craig films that he's made so far, it, it's kind of tonally conflicting. I mean, there were points in Casino Royale where... He was about to, like, have sex with a girl, but then, like, he got a call, and instead of, like, being this suave, oh, yes, we're going to do the sexy time, uh, he would go and do his job. That was a very good James Bond, by the way. Thank you. I, I kind of went for the Roger oh, Moore. Oh, yes, we're going to do the sexy time. <laughs> Is that not what Roger Moore said? Yeah, he said um, But... <laughs> we're going to bump the uglies now. Yeah, but... But this I'm going one, to it, expose it, you to my genitals. But this one, it, it takes the opposite approach. Casino Royale very much focused on the aspect where Bond is not, quote-unquote, a spy. He's an assassin, and that's mm-hmm. what he does. Yeah. And even though Spectre, they constantly say, you're an assassin, you know, you're an assassin. He doesn't feel like one. He just feels like super-secret agent man, you know? Right, right. Um, but, yeah, the... I don't know the uh, the overall hyper serious tone of it just didn't match that he needs to it be didn't super match secret his, agent guy. Yeah, it didn't match point. either his actions or the way people saw him. It seemed to be going in that direction. That was exactly what Skyfall was. It was setting it up. And that last scene in Skyfall, Set even up, the yeah. way that it was shot was consistent with the early Connery films. And it was very much just like a wink and nod to the fans. And yeah, we're at James Bond now. I feel like. Um, Casino Royale was, uh, you know, the fir- yes, it was the first in the series, but also the it, w- it was building him up. what made Bond Bond. This was a progression, and this should be Act 3 of it, because we're going to ignore Quantum of Solace, <laughs> but it didn't feel like Act 3. I don't know. It just it felt uh, like Act 2.5. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just felt like... There were a lot of there were a lot of aspects that I enjoyed for the film. I thought the the fights were choreographed and shot very well. It's mm-hmm. a very beautifully shot movie. Like, I love the aspect ratio of this. It felt like we were in an IMAX theater and we were not. Yeah, Every, like it's so wide. Yeah, it it didn't feel like someone was holding up a camera phone and using mm-hmm. that to film everything. Which it is felt, yeah, it felt like it had an did. epic scope. Yeah, it, it felt like a grandiose type of spy film. Yeah. And I think that's what Sam Mendes established with Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It was weird seeing what was on screen was so beautiful. And the action was so well done. But under all of that, I just did not care. Yeah. I didn't get, Yeah, I, I agree. I did not give a shit about anything happening. Yeah, they tried to make it a personal story, and it failed. Which was... It was really stupid, All right, we'll get into that territory. This is a major, major spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, I'll put... Yeah, I mean, come on. We all knew this going in. Um, But spoilers if, you know, you're one of the three people out here who didn't know this going in. But uh, And I feel like if you don't know, it's not going to matter. Yeah, I'll put a timestamp in the description. You could skip ahead to whatever point. Christopher, uh, Christoph, uh, Christopher, Christopher Mintz Plas. Yeah, no, wait, um, wait, no, wait. That was him, right? No. He won the two Oscars for uh, playing McLovin in all the movies. Uh, um, Christoph Waltz, the the big bad in this, is Franz Oberhauser. Yes. No way. He is Doctor Evil. 
He is Dr. Evil, yes. No, he is, um, Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Possibly Bond's most iconically recognized villain. Ernst Blofeld. Ernst. 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 Scavro. I've been struggling to think of his middle name. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah. was it your brain was lapsing? It's, it's an um, old acting technique. You just repeat the same thing that you said until the line comes to you. But, um, but no, it's, it's Ernst Blofeld. And I feel like in the context of this Bond film, it means nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, They try to make it mean something in the most ridiculous way possible yeah um, they they build it up and they're like my name is blowfeld and you're like we have n- in the universe that the craig films have established that we means have nothing. not heard of you we do not care about you well it was the same thing with khan in the fucking uh, the second new star trek film right um it, it was there because the audience recognizes it not because it has any impact to the story yeah yeah he means he's a completely meaningless character but i mean they even tried to make him meaningful to bond um by giving us the the most ridiculous exposition yeah. um, that I've ever really been presented with within a 30-second frame of time. Because we, after Skyfall, we know a little bit about James Bond's backstory. Yeah, he was, um, like, he was an orphan. His parents died. Yeah. He was That's raised all we by know, Sean really. Connery. He's... And then after that, yeah, whatever. I, I think there's probably, if you go back and watch it, they mention some things about school and whatever. But in this... When he meets the big bad, who is, as you saw in the trailer, he says, I'm the author of all of your pain, pain, suffering. It was me, James. <laughs> it was me all along. The author of all your pain. See, when I saw that in the trailer, it was cool. You get like a little, almost like a chill from it. You're like, yeah, it's oh. maniacal. And Christoph Waltz, for the four scenes that he's in, yeah. steals every scene. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. phenomenal in everything that he does. But, even uh, when what he does isn't very good. Even when it's completely underwritten and just you can touch it if you like. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna sound so weird out of context. That'll be the intro. <laughs> um, but I lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about. But they try to relate all the Bond films minus minus Quantum of Solace into this one overarching thing where Blofeld has been the person behind the scenes. Doing everything. Well, see, because here's the thing. When you hear that, and when he said it in the trailer, what I assumed was, you know, he's he is the big bad of the, what was the agent of Quantum and all of that. It's called Quantum. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured, like, he's just the boss in charge of all of that. I did not think he had a personal vendetta against James Bond, which, spoilers, he does. Yeah, it's his brother. For no fucking reason, everything this guy does... Yeah, it's his adopted brother, and he it's talks his, about it. It's that. his adopted brother, and he tries to... What happens when you put the cuckoo into the nest? I don't know. I, 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 don't. I don't. Who cares? Cuckoo. No one gives a shit. Cuckoo. And he said um, that like three times in the movie, and every time he said it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is getting weird. Uh, yeah, no, it's, he's, he's making it his personal mission to mess with Bond's life, and it... So now everything going back to Vesperland, everything that happened in Casino Royale, everything was not James Bond figuring all of this stuff out and taking down a criminal organization. It was just Ernst Blofeld being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. So I, I honestly, I can't even make sense of this yeah, in it, my it head. Yeah, it invalidates every film. Yeah, it's, 
It's kind of like how when you took the Star Wars original trilogy and you showed this hero's journey, but the prequels established, oh no, it was prophesized, and it completely invalidates everything that you know and love. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. I think that, yes, exactly. I think that it would have been just fine if they just scrapped the stupid thing about them being brothers. It was completely unnecessary. Like, it was so fucking gratuitous. You could eliminate it and the story still makes sense. Then he's just, yeah, he's just a drug a drug lord, a, a crime lord. Um, just a really high up one. And that's more menacing to me than, oh, I was kind brother. of your it brother kinda, It kind of makes it ridiculous. Yeah, it's and absurd. And I think they were going for Empire Strikes Back, but what it came across as was Spaceballs. But Empire Strikes Back, it was like, I mean, if they did this in the second movie, maybe, um, and revealed it. But now we're f- three. This is the we've known the character. We've known the character for all of three minutes. Yeah, and or but we're four movies into this, and they're like, oh yeah, all of that stuff that was completely non-connected and in any coherent way, all totally connected because fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like they're trying to pull something from nothing. It reminds me of like Dark Knight Rises, where it's like. This is, it just seems like the first draft of a script. It's like, that's a solid idea that you had there, but now let's redraft and realize that doesn't make any sense. Just scrap that. We'll use this. I felt like, the, you know, obviously putting Blofeld in there, it's, it's, a, it's fan service. It's trying to put an iconic Bond villain there. But all you need to do is give him the fucking scar, which they did halfway through, and he never gets his face fixed. That really bothered me. When he pops up in uh, in London the second time after they blow up his compound, uh-huh. and he's just got a big gaping facial wound, yeah, I'm like, you're super wealthy and well connected. You didn't get that stitched, <laughs> like on the plane. Like you couldn't. Did you even like put peroxide on it? It looks fucked up. <laughs> it looks painful. It's literally your face is hanging open, fella. It it looks and it, it kind of felt like when he showed up with the big scar, I was like, all right, this is a little ridiculous because even with Lashif in mm-hmm. Casino Royale. He had, like, the, the whole thing where he would cry blood. Yeah. And they explained that. Like, it was integral to the character and everything. That was in the book, too. Yeah, it was in the book. And this one, it's like, oh, well, he has a scar because evil people have scars. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's how... No, that's how it was in the original. I don't remember them ever explaining why he had a scar. Like, that's... For anybody that doesn't know, the Dr. Evil character from Austin Powers is the uh, the parody of Blofeld. It's yeah. almost identical. I and you know, of, I can't think of the And you know what? Actor. They ended up being brothers, too. Yeah. Holy fuck, you're right. <laughs> they ripped off Austin Powers for this James Bond film. Holy shit. Wow. Oh my god. Maybe there's something in the Bond mythology than that they are. And I, I just don't know about it. I don't think anyone would know about it at that point, though. <laughs> but... We have stumbled onto um, a writer's secret That's, here. Yeah, I'm but, I mean, the thing up, about Spectre is... Maybe there's is, something in the original things where they were connected in some way. But. I mean, the thing about Spectre is it's... it's At certain points, Daniel Craig looks like he's bored and doesn't want to be there. Which, with all the times he said, fuck this role, fuck this movie, I can understand that. But other than that, the movie was well-directed. It was very well shot. had some good set pieces in it. Which has kind of... I've got to say that the underlying problem with the film is the script. Yeah. Like, that, that was the biggest thing. If they just had something better to work with, the movie probably could have been a lot better. First, it was too long. It was too fucking it's two long. two hours and 28 know. minutes. And it felt its length. And I... Uh, like, we were watching it. When they get to that scene of the train towards the end... Uh, 
towards the middle, actually. Yeah. Um, You're like, right, oh, this is where the third act starts, yeah. and this is where the climax is. I was like, good, okay, I feel like it's getting to that point. I feel like I could be leaving the theater any moment now. And then it went on for another hour. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Two and a half hours is pretty beefy runtime, but fuck, did this feel like Two six and a half hours. hours. Like, yeah. It it felt like Quantum. Quantum, if you ever go back and watch it, feels really long. Now, the movie is only like 86 minutes. Mm-hmm. Quantum's really short. Yeah. But Quantum is just paced so horribly, and it's so fucking egregiously boring that right. it feels two hours and 30 minutes this is two hours and 30 minutes that just feels like two hours and 30 minutes yeah like it feels like it's overstuffed there's too much going on scenes could have been cut out entire characters could have been cut out that one chick I, the yeah the possibly bond girl, the, the worst most bond boring girl. bond girl in yeah. history yeah she was awful um did not need to be in the movie like at all mm-hmm. so i just there were so many points where i'm like this doesn't i remember them making such a big deal about what's her name the older lady like, oh, it's finally gonna be a Bond girl? Yeah, a Bond girl that's the same, because Daniel Craig is in his 40s. Why is he always... This is a common thing in Hollywood. Uh, a male actor's shelf life, they could act into their 50s. They put Tom Cruise with fucking 20-year-old girls now. He's in his, he's 50-something. Um, but after age 25, if you're a female, that's it. You get to play old ladies forever. Um, you're never going to be the lead in anything. So they and this was particularly true of the Bond films. Um, Roger Moore in his fifties and sixties when he played Bond, commonly with uh, women, the Bond girls were all in their twenties. So they had this lady. I can't. The actress's name escapes me because I'm really bad at my job and I don't look this shit up beforehand. But uh, they're like, okay, well, we're finally gonna have because she's the same age as uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. And, and she's, she's still, so fucking arbitrary. Yeah. She does she's, nothing. She's not a Bond girl at all. She's just, she's there for two minutes. Like, she was a glorified extra. Yeah. Um. So I, they were making such a big deal about that going in. And I'm like, wow. I almost forgot about it um, completely until the other day. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That was dumb. Yeah, it just feels it just feels like they needed a better script, and that's what could have made this movie much better. Because I think at Rotten Tomatoes, it currently sits at like a sixty-two percent. Mm-hmm. I would say it deserves that position. Yeah, like it gets like a solid six out yeah. of ten. Yeah. Granted, Quantum of Solace, I believe, is also at like a sixty-something percent. This to me is better than Quantum of Solace. Yeah, because this at least movie Quantum of Solace had an excuse as to why it wasn't at what it could be. It was like, well, you had the writer strike. You had the writer strike. You had a director who wanted to make James Bond more like Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. and who's never directed action before. Right. This, and that's yeah. why everything looked awful. Uh, the director coming off of Skyfall, which was fantastic, met with fucking critical acclaim. Um, they had all the time in the world to do this. They had a fucking wonderful cast. Yeah, that um, fucking gigantic budget. Yeah. And it just, it was underwhelming. Um, so yeah, I would very much say that uh, if I had to pick up the two, which would be more enjoyable to watch? I don't know, I haven't seen Quantum in a long time. But Quantum is not enjoyable. If it's 84 minutes, I could breeze through I it. I don't know, you really can't. Quantum, you, it's, it's unwatchable. Yeah. It's unwatchably bad. Um, I, I, I will say this is better than Quantum by some degree mm-hmm. not by a small degree not by a large degree just by some degree it's 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 easier to watch it, it's a movie that's it's good background noise 
mm-hmm. where with Skyfall and Casino Royale, if you ever want to watch those, you have to put those on. You have to sit there and fucking pay attention. Yeah. Well, this Bond is... films are always kind of like that. They're all very plot heavy. No. Um, well, there's the whole thing with Bond films is they usually just skip the first act and they just oh here's where you're going here's the problem. That's, I've heard that said as well. That's not true. That's just people not knowing film structure. There's a cold open. That doesn't mean they're skipping the first act. There's still a lot of exposition. There's exposition, but it's not handled in a very structured manner. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of all given to you at one point. Yeah, and that's what a first act is. First act is exposition, Michael. Yeah, but it's exposition not for the sake of exposition. It's exposition with meaning. It doesn't matter what the sake of it is. It's just you have your exposition. If it didn't have a first act, it wouldn't make sense. They would just... Then Quantum didn't have a first act. Something without a first act is like the Odyssey. Quantum's first act was Casino Royale, because all of Quantum of Solace was dealing with events from Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. And it pains me that those two movies are so intimately connected and that it's such a fucking awful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we kind of mentioned this briefly. The Spectre tries to completely ignore Quantum of Solace. Mm -hmm. Um... There's a point in the film towards the ending, it's not really a spoiler, where Bond's walking down a hallway, and throughout this hallway, there are photos of people from previous films. So you yeah, have, it's it's Blofeld's way of saying, I was in on uh, Yeah, so you see Le Chief from mm-hmm. Casino Royale, then you see Silva from Quantum of Solace. Anderson Silva from the UFC. Exactly. Then you see uh, Mr. White from Casino from, Royale. From uh, Reservoir Dogs. From Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Then you see Vesper Lynn. And then you see M. And that's it. <laughs> they, it would be great if they had, like, a picture of, like, the fucking North Korean guy from um, 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 Die Another Day. And they had, like, one from each of the previous Bonds, but they still skip Quantum of Solace. <laughs> they even had, like, Donald Pleasance as, as the old uh, Blofeld. Well, they had one section where he was walking down a shooting range, and the shooting range tar- target, like, spun so you could see the face. Mm-hmm. And from a distance, I'm like, is that is that a picture of Sean Connery? And then they zoomed in, and it was just Daniel Craig's face. I'm like, oh. Yeah. No. They had Connery there. For a split second. Mm-hmm. He should have played Blofeld. <laughs> Sean Connery should be in every movie. No, um, no, it's just, it wasn't all that good. And I think it's severely underwhelming, especially with how good Skyfall was. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, this, this, this film tried so heavily to link itself to the other Craig films that, I don't know if it taints the other Craig films for me, but it's just... Nah, I mean... We'll see moving forward. You said this isn't his last... uh... Contractually, he still has one more Bond film. Now, I'm not sure what Columbia TriStar... That's who puts it out, right? Columbia? Mm -hmm. MGM. Um, I think it's... Whatever the studio that puts it out, I assume it would be up to their discretion whether or not they do want to keep Craig for another Bond film with how publicly against Bond he is at this point. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess it all depends on how this one does. Oh, it's made a lot of money. It's made more money than Skyfall. If I, really? If I, yeah, like opening weekend-wise. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, opening weekend-wise, yeah. We'll which, see. Uh, which I can understand that because Skyfall was coming off of Quantum of Solace and this is coming off of Skyfall, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have a strong lead. We'll see how it fares next week. But there's, I mean, there's nothing out right now, so. Yeah, critically, it's not doing well. Yeah? Yeah, critically, it's not doing well. Mm-hmm. 
But um, but no, the other the other film that we saw was Tyler. The Snoopy movie. Yeah, we saw a movie about Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. Which he did not do the soundtrack for, oddly enough. That wasn't him? That was not him. He doesn't play the piano? He doesn't play the piano. I am Snoop Dogg. Smoking the weed. I think that should be our intro. But no, it's 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 a it's a penis film. Now we have penis film. Yeah, it's a penis film. You saw a penis film and you didn't invite me. No, you were there. No, we saw the Peanuts movie and it was very. We both have very different experiences with Peanuts. I, <laughs> my mother very much loves these characters. Everything in our house, literally everything in our house is Snoopy themed. Everything? Everything. We have a throw rug that she hangs on the wall. That's uh-huh. just Snoopy. Yeah. There's a cabinet filled with Snoopy stuff. There's Snoopy pillows. Mm-hmm. There's Snoopy ceramic things. Yeah. Everything is Snoopy. Um, I grew up with the Snoopy, like, security blanket thing I'd go to sleep with for, like, the first 19. I, I mean, I mean... You were like, 18, you no, were like, no, seven, she should seven have just years of my life. Like, um, she should have just gotten your red security blanket and pretended you're, what, is it Linus that does that? I think he has a blue Linus security thing? blanket. Is it blue? I think it's blue. Oh, yeah, he has a red shirt and a yeah. blue blanket. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Tyler, conversely. I fucking hate peanuts and I always have. Like, I just, I, it's like, it's like, it's like math class to me. It's always, always the most boring thing in the world. Um, I remember when we would watch... Uh, peanut specials in school which is the only time that I would ever watch them because I would skip it on television I'm gonna watch that shit I'd be like oh Jesus Christ can't we do like times tables or arithmetic or something all things that I hate can't we just do schoolwork? I don't wanna <laughs> watch this Peanuts bullshit it's just so boring and like the comic strips first of all newspaper comic strips have never been funny I don't understand their appeal um, they're not interesting they're not fun there are no jokes it's usually just an observation. Like Snoopy walks outside and he's like, that is the sun, it is yellow. The end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Not, it never happened. Granted, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm laying it on a little bit hard because this movie is fresh in my mind. I can't say that I hate it. It's just a thing that exists and it's culturally ubiquitous. We walked out of that movie and you legitimately told you that movie gave you ass cancer. Yeah. Oh, the movie was bad. Like, (laughs) it was bad. Um, And there were children in the theater, which makes sense because it was a kid's movie, but it was still on a weekday that we went to go see it. Yeah, don't these fucking people have school? Wow. Yeah, not a fan of the Peanuts. Especially not now. No, No, it's, it's a movie that it's, I mean... I, I always thought that Snoopy, even if, like, the Christmas special or the Thanksgiving special wasn't particularly enjoyable to watch, Snoopy himself was cute. He was adorable. Sure. Um, Why not? Granted, you cannot hinge an hour and a half on one of your characters being adorable. That's just not how it works. It's not forgivable when you They've have a cute character. They've done it for character. 50 years now. They have. They have. <laughs> that's true. They did it especially with the Despicable Me movies. Um, it's It's not... It doesn't work when you have... No plot, but in lieu of that absence, you just have Snoopy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, this movie had no structure at all. No. And it felt like there were three three holiday specials, uh, each self-contained, strung together loosely by some semblance of a story. And these three sequences happen to give the illusion of a three-act structure, but it's not there. 
No. Like, it, um, it's surface deep. I mean... Yeah, there were... It was three acts in as much as there were three points in this film. Yeah. But... So, what... It, I don't know. If you wanted to explain the plot... Well, the whole plot is Charlie Brown is, like, probably the most colossal fuck-up well, in history. Well, that's Peanuts. Like, that's, that's peanuts, his whole right. thing. He's a depressed little twat. Yeah. Which I did say this on the way out. I like him because I could relate to him. I find him very relatable as a perpetual failure myself. <laughs> um, he later grows up to be an actor. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, the whole the whole premise is that there's a new kid moving in, and Charlie Brown wants to make a good impression so that this new kid doesn't see him as well as a perpetual fuck-up. Well, it's a little red-haired girl. She's uh, the main... For somebody that had all of this in your house... How is it that I knew that and you didn't? I just, I never occurred to me. Michael had never heard of the little red-haired girl. She has her own Wikipedia article, in fact, that really? I just clicked on. The little red-haired girl is an unseen character in the Peanuts comic strip by Charles M. Schultz, who yeah. serves as the object of Charlie Brown's affection. Yeah, like, basically the way that it would always happen is she's standing off frame. It's, a, it's three quarters of the movie. was uh, You didn't see her face till the very end. Yeah. You always see her from behind and he's, like, fawning over her. Yeah. Because he likes the gingers. I suppose so. But it's... But, uh, so the... Yes, the overall plot of the film is him trying to win her over in some way. And then just being Charlie Brown along the way. Uh, everything that he tries, he fails at. It's depressing. It's a little depressing, yeah. Especially for children. And I guess they kind of give it that semblance of being funny. But it's still almost cringeworthy seeing how bad someone can be at everything he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like, you know, a day in the life of Tyler Pino. It's it's a little too close to home for comfort. Um, yeah. But but no, the movie, like, I like the animation. I thought that was enjoyable. Um, Snoopy was cute. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as I can get. Yeah. There was, uh, the had, animation was interesting. Yeah. It, it had that kind of familiarity of old school, and it was, like, it seemed like a blend of stop motion, because well, it was a little choppy in movement. Yeah, it looked like stop motion. It looked... Because the textures and certain things looked realistic. Like Snoopy's fur looked like real fur. Yeah. Um, granted, it wasn't terribly consistent throughout. I Well, like, I don't know. Their clothes kind of looked textured. I don't know what technique was used to make this movie. I don't, but it was very interesting. The animation was neat to watch. Um, the, the movie has no structure. No. There's no structure... There's no plot, and it, it feels longer than it is. It's another one It feels longer than it is. Mm-hmm. I think the movie was like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. That's it. It felt longer. Oh, yeah, it wasn't very long at all, but it, it did feel very long. Um, he writes an essay. Charlie Brown writes an essay. No, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he, he does. does. It's a book report, yeah. It's a book report. But the, before, the inciting incident, if you will, is they take a, a, some kind of a test... And uh, it's the classic, the old switcheroo, where two characters take a test, they bring it to the teacher at the same time, um, they get mixed up, and they put their names in the wrong one. This happens a lot. There's a whole episode of A. Arnold about that. Yeah. And other things as well. I think probably an older peanut strip is... This is I, I think all of the plot points were recycled from other yeah. um, peanut specials. I mean, there was, there was a talent show aspect to it, uh, mm-hmm. where Charlie Brown doesn't get to perform and instead chooses to help his sister uh and there's a book report that he does on fucking war and peace, war and peace yeah. which my god props to that man uh-huh. 
He switches his test with Peppermint Patty, who completely Christmas treat it into a happy face. It's a, like a little fill in the multiple choice thing. Yeah. Um, but they never explain why. A, what happens to Peppermint Patty's life after they find out that she's the one who scores 100% on the test and she's the genius? Or does she just like, I made a happy face? Why did the, <laughs> why did the answers happen to be in a giant happy face? Did they know this going in? I've always wanted to see that eventually happen in my life. It's had to have happened. If you just answer every question, see it fucks with the computer. Does it really? No. Oh. But that's uh, In Florida, we have the FCAT test, which is... Most states have like some kind of uh, big statewide standardized test. Right, right? the ACT. Yeah, the ACT is at a national level, but uh, um, Florida has the FCAT test, and it's all throughout. It's 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 the bane of anyone's existence uh, going to school in Florida. That and alligators. Um, And there's the common myth that if you answer every question C, the computer trips out and gives you a hundred. And they've never found a way around it. So you got hundreds throughout your entire life. Everyone gets a hundred, and they never <laughs> figured out why. Yeah, that doesn't work. Probably. I don't know. I never tried it. But but no, I mean it's 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 a it's not a movie. It's like three specials slapped together back to back to back. It is the perfect film if you want to dump your children in a movie theater and let them be loud and obnoxious and kick the person's seat in front of them. Um, yeah, or. Which happened throughout or, the entire film. Or slam on the seat, make loud clicking noises. Yeah. Um, if you have horrible children, or just children, because all children are horrible, um, you should have them euthanized instead of seeing this movie. Uh, I, wait, wait, what? No, I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I am all for <laughs> euthanasia. Only when it comes to children, though. No, for whoever, I don't care. If you want to die, you can die. Or if you want your kids to die. Or if you don't want your kids to die. Anyways. Uh, speak, speaking mandatory of... Mandatory euthanasia for children. Optional euthanasia if you are a depressed adult. Or, like, have cancer or something. I don't know. It's legal in... Where is it? Oregon? Speaking of movie <laughs> news, um... Well, speaking of bad movie news, I have some negative news for you, Tyler. What is that? Remember that movie, Jurassic World? No. We're getting at least three more. I heard this. Um, Colin Trevorrow is very, uh, 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 I guess, excited. He never looks excited. Yeah, he, he always looks you know, sad and grumpy. He, he always looks forlorn. Um, but, um, appar- no, apparently, uh, Jurassic World was conceived as a trilogy. It was Michael. conceived as a trilogy. Clearly, if you saw that film, obviously, there's no end in sight. Well, it's two <laughs> movies ahead. I don't see how this... It didn't have a pretty little button at the end, except it did. Yeah, except everything was indicative of the story ending. This already happened four times. Why are we gonna do it again? Don't open up a theme park with dinosaurs. Well, see, the thing is, Colin Trevorrow was... Well, not even Warner Brothers knew that it was going to be a trilogy. They said, like, oh, we were pleasantly surprised when they told us that it was meant to be a trilogy, which I can only imagine them going, like, Holy shit, have you seen all the money it can make? We can make two more! Um, but but no, like, Colin Trevorrow, if you ever listen to the man talk, man, he's not good at speaking. Um, but he was talking about how in the movies, there's a progression, and he relates it back to, 
uh, what was it, nuclear power? Where he says that you yeah, see, it was dinosaurs, first. like nukes, were first weaponized, and then we found out they could be used by with like energy. Did he see the movie? Because, yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't weaponized. That was the whole problem. They yeah. wanted to be weaponized. So I can only imagine that the second film, which I was fucking joking when I said that I'd rather see the dinosaurs with guns on them. That was a mm-hmm. joke. I don't want to see that. But apparently, I guess they're going to go into the... Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio route, where we're going to strap AK-47s on Velociraptors and send them into Tora Bora. Yeah. And then, in the third film in the franchise, they're, they're going to turn them into energy? I guess. That's what he said. So we're going to have giant T-Rexes and hamster wheels. Um, or on little treadmills with, like, a... a like a bone yeah, in front of... in front of their face. Or, like, as... Jurassic World like to poignantly point out an overweight security guard. Yeah. 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 I don't know why this... I do know why this is happening, because it made a metric fuck ton of money. Made almost $2 billion, Michael. Which, as much money as that movie made, I can only imagine that The Force Awakens is going to make more. No, it's not. I think it will. No, it's not. I think it will. You know why? Because Jurassic World was the shit. It was shit. I agree. It's awful. It's painful to watch. I can't it's wait for these stupid. next movies. Um, God, I really want the next poster for this movie to be like a T-Rex holding like a bazooka and like a little T-Rex like at his feet. Mm-hmm. Like classic Flash Gordon original Star Wars posters. Yeah. I don't know, man. Fuck. 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 Yeah. But anyways, movies. Movies are not movies are going through a very good and simultaneously very bad year, especially for every release that's coming out in December. Um we've said it before that um that film What's the Point break is coming out on the same day as Star Wars The Force Awakens. I'ma see that shit. And uh along with The Revenant, uh Mr. Alejandro Inarritu's new film. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. And, uh, We've seen the previews for that like six times now in the last week, and I did not know that that was him. Yeah, it was him. They didn't... It says it in the trailer. I can't read, especially that fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight is coming out, along with Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. Pizza Toots. <laughs> That's all I remember <laughs> from the preview. We saw the preview for Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, oh, God. At, at the at the at the start of Peanuts, first thing that jumped out at me, Jason Lee's going super bald. <laughs> um, not really. He's just like his hairline has receded noticeably. But uh, second thing, the one of them farts and he's like, "Sorry, pizza toots," and it elicited a huge laugh from the whole audience and everybody loved it. Why are they you. making those movies? I don't fucking know. I guess they make just enough money to scrape by, but. But every movie that's being released in December should have the tagline, this movie was fucked by Star Wars. Yeah. Because that's what's happening. There's been a lot of isolated cases in, I believe it's the Midwest, where theaters, instead of releasing all these other films, are just choosing to replace the screens that would have played a movie like, say, Alvin and the Chipmunks with more screens for Star Wars. Because it's fucking Star Wars. Yeah. 
And I mean, this isn't even necessarily a studio decision to push the film back until January and hopefully maybe somewhat make at least a little bit of money. But no, they're choosing to release it alongside Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, very very rarely in my life can I ever say that a movie intentionally wants to not make money. I think the last instance of this happening was a Russell Crowe film called The Next Three Days that I went and saw opening weekend, I guess, of the last Harry Potter. Oh, um, yeah. And The Next Three Days made no money. Mm-hmm. But... Those are big movies. Yeah. But I can only imagine, as big as Harry Potter was, Star Wars has got to be bigger, right? Because Harry Potter is like a youth thing. Like I, I personally have never liked them that much, or in some cases at all, but a lot of people my age are like fucking really into it. But with Star Wars, you have a lot of people our age that are really into it, and you have parents that are really into it. You know? Well, Younger generations that, that are really into like, it. Because they were younger when it came out. Um, it has, yeah, I, I would say Star Wars probably has a little bit more of an all audience appeal. Whereas, I mean, I know a lot of older people that like Harry Potter, but I don't know. It's hard to say because if I, I the people that like Star Wars now, they're in their like 50s and 60s and 40s and whatever, that were, you know, around when it came out, they were younger when it came out. So it's like, did Star Wars start off with smash appeal to people in their 40s when it came out? Probably not. You didn't know that. You weren't there. I, yes, I was. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I wasn't there. You're right. I don't know. Um, but if I had to venture a guess, it probably wasn't as big with adults as it was with kids. And then those kids grew up, and now that's what you're seeing. Um. But I think that Star Wars is a little bit more accessible than Harry Potter because Harry Potter is like seven different things. Yeah, it's also lame. Your face is lame. You're lame. You never Um, read any of them books or any books in general. You don't read, so fuck off. I read all of those books. No, you didn't. You looked at the pictures. There are no pictures. Yeah, there are covers. Um, Well, I did look at the covers. um, But speaking of Star Wars, we got a new trailer. Sort of. Kind of. Well, Japan Japan got a new trailer. Um, and this trailer is basically it has the same content as the last trailer that we got the final trailer but it has more shots like there are a couple more shots that we get to see that are rather interesting we get a, and I, it's kind of weird because we get the Tora 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 shot of TIE Fighters on the horizon which is very reminiscent to every movie that's been about Pearl Harbor ever um, mm-hmm. so why why they choose to do this fuck those bastards that's why <laughs> Don't you forget. <laughs> but um, we also we also get something very interesting where uh, Ray is having a conversation with BB-8. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, where are you from? And he goes, beep, beep, boop, boop. And she's like, I know what you mean. Because well, everyone this, speaks droid. Well, in the Star Wars universe, like it's, it's not necessarily that they speak droid. I mean, the only reason why Luke understood what R2 was saying was because there was a translator in the cockpit of the X-Wing. Okay. They cut to it occasionally. Well, then why but did she stated, fucking do that? They stated that, like, you just kind of assume that you know what they're talking about because they're affirmative beeps or they're, like... Here's the better question. Beeps. A, no. That, that that conversation had nothing to do with affirmative beeps. Affirmative that beeps. Was in, that was in depth. She knew what was going or, on. Or she's just really lonely and projecting her own answers onto it. And he's like, no, I'm not saying that, you fuck. Don't put words in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Which I really hope that's what 
And he translated and put subtitles, and that's what he sounds like. Why don't they just uh, give them all voices? Why can't they speak English? Because they're astromech droids. They don't need to. It's cuter. I think it... Well, A, it's cuter. That's the only reason. <laughs> it's the only logical reason. But it would be so much more convenient for everyone just to understand. They because they have a human level of intelligence and above it. Um, they're clearly these sentient beings. Why not allow them to speak? Yeah. But how come... How does Han speak Chewbacca? Well, he was the Imperial garrison posted on Kashyyyk. No, I just mean physically. How? Oh. Because um, he's Harrison Ford, yo. Oh. He was dressed as a hot dog on Jimmy Kimmel Live. <laughs> you told me this. Yeah, I was watching it in a cab on the way over. Um, it was uh, the the you know the little <laughs> cab screens. You know what I'm talking about. But other people don't live in New York, Michael, so I have to explain it to them. When you get in a taxi cab in New York, there's a little entertainment console thing that gives you like the news and it says what the weather is and it tells you to buy stuff. Well, this one happened to be Jimmy Kimmel Live, and it kept showing Harrison Ford dressed as a hot dog. But he also had, like, a little part of the mask where it was, like, a hot dog with a dog nose. What? So he was, like, a hot dog dog. It was a very layered costume. All there right. were many levels to it. But um, Jimmy Kimmel asked him, why isn't Luke on the poster? Um, and he's like, because there wasn't any room. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I know the reason, but I can't say it. Very good reason. He actually, he sounded sleepy, because he always does, but he seemed happy. And this is the first time that I've ever seen Harrison Ford sound happy to talk about Star Wars, A. Or B, be happy to be on an interview. It was crazy. Maybe all he wanted this entire time was a wiener costume. (laughs) Put him in a hot dog and he feels all right. I want to see the. I want to see George Lucas, George Lucas, all the Star Wars movies, and just have Han Solo just like a hot dog. I want to see that happen too, please, George. Can you just imagine the Oscar Mayer in the trash compactor? <laughs> Oscar Mayer frozen in carbonite. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, looks like that hot dog was freeze dried. I don't get it. All right, but uh. But no, going back to what I was saying, Ray has an interesting point where she's talking to BB-8 and she's like, are you waiting for someone? It's like, me too. I'm waiting for my family. We know who it is. Don't we? Don't we? It's Janna Solo. That or it's Luke's daughter. We know that they're related familial. Luke can't have a daughter because uh, love leads to the dark side or something. I no, they're, they're retconning that. They're retconning the first three movies. No, I not. I hope so. You hope. They're gonna, it's going to be the Quantum of Solace of, uh, of Star Wars. All three so of those are. Our Binks picture in the hallway. The Binks Awakens. Which, if you haven't seen The Binks Awakens, you should watch The Binks Awakens. I like when he comes out of the schmoopy Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> but, um. He's very impressed. But, no, and, and there's there's been kind of parallels to Kylo Ren's character and Rey's character. Um throughout i mean the action we know anything about kylo ren's character yeah he's a bad guy um he's not force sensitive you're not force sensitive or he is force sensitive i know he's not a sith jj abrams was saying that he's not a sith Um, he's he's a ren it does look like he fucks with 
Poe Dameron's character at one point in the trailer. That's or when the he, lamest name in the whole when he, galaxy. When he holds his hand in front of his face and he just screams out in agony. Poe Dameron. So maybe he's actually Force-sensitive in some capacity. I'm not sure. But there's been a lot of comparisons, and it was first spoiled with the action figures back when Force Friday was a thing, that uh, the Kylo Ren figure, the one that talks, if you press the button, he's talking to Rey, and he just goes, So it's true. You're just a scavenger. And that's kind of insinuating something, like a connection there. You know, if you take his helmet off, it's Luke Skywalker. And then if you take that off, it's the chick from Mask of the Phantasm that they spoiled with the toy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Then if you take that off, it's Harrison Ford as a hot dog. (laughs) And he's super happy about it. (laughs) He's smiling, Harrison Ford. Um... Yeah, and I mean, just, like, there's a lot of connections. Like, people were looking at the poster, which, of all things, like, his lightsaber and Ray's staff thing mm-hmm. are being held parallel to one another, and that's indicative of something there. Nah. Uh, there is a point in the new trailer where he has her on her knees and her, his lightsaber's oh. at her throat. Not like that. Um, his lightsaber's down her throat? It's at her... Oh, my God. That'd, that'd lead to death, sir. Um, but no, I mean, there's just a lot of interesting things, and the way the original Star Wars films played out, Luke was Leia's brother, um, Luke was Vader's son, it was very connected, it was interwoven between them, and the only one who was disjointed from them was Han Solo's character, because he wasn't directly related to them, thank god they didn't try to make him related in the prequels, uh, but I can imagine that's the same way that the new one's gonna go, or you have Kylo Ren is the brother or something to Rey's character, and Finn is the new Han Solo character where he's kind of on the outside looking in. Right. Yeah. But um. Correct. But no, I mean, there's a couple things we didn't talk about last time. Like this movie, that's this. I'm really happy that this movie comes out in, at the time of recording, 42 more days, and I we, we're still speculating on what it could actually be about. Spoilers, it's about Star Wars. Oh, God, no. Um, There's a war in the stars. It's yeah, about but it's, it's, it's bad guys fighting good guys. But it's interesting seeing, like, um, the Starkiller base. You're the Starkiller. What killer. is it? Is it a base? Does it just, is it a Death Star? There's a trench in it. It's in a planet now. Does it still blow up planets? Yes. Who paid for that? The Empire doesn't exist. This is the First Order. Does that mean the rebels are in charge? Is it now the Rebel Alliance is the actual government? What kind of government does the Rebel Alliance have? Is Princess Leia now Queen Leia? What the fuck's going on? There's so many questions I have! And none of them are answered. And none of them are going to be answered. None of them are going to be answered for another 42 days. No, they're not even going to answer it in the movie. No, hopefully. They're just going to... It's just going to be like, boom! And then the guy from the Clone Wars is going to start talking because they don't do yellow text. No! And he's going to be like, trade negotiations. Oh, God. All this other stuff happened, but that's not important. The Gungas. The The Gungas. The racist Asian fish people. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Jewish people. (laughs) That movie was so offensive to everyone out there. Yeah. The big fat Italian guy. The blackface humor one. Mm. Holy shit. Speaking of race, though, so it came out earlier. Um, speaking of race, speaking though, of race, how though, about them black people? <laughs> <laughs> how about them English people? Those oh, were all those made English in Europe, fucks. right? Yeah. God damn it! 
fucking English. We almost went through a whole podcast without speaking about them directly. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Bond and shit, but we, it didn't come up. Fucking English people. No, um... Is is that a thing too? Like, are English actors are generally English like people a thing? No, are English actors generally curmudgeon about everything they do? No, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I feel like that's a very English thing to do. It's like, oh, I'm James Bond. English but actors. Fuck James Bond. Like Eng- English a- English comedians, not so much. Um, like comedic actors, no. But people that take themselves seriously, yeah, they hate everything. Yeah. I mean, you'd hate everything if you were from England too. It's always rainy. They have a queen who's, like, super old. This is so old that the guy that's going to be king next is also super fucking old. (laughs) Prince Charles is, like, 105. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways, um, it came out recently that Anonymous was going to be taking on the uh, the Ku Klux Klan, which if you're... The Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan, which if you're not... Directly from America, we have a couple. Yeah, if you don't know what the it, KKK yeah, is, yeah, we don't. A bunch we have a couple assholes. out of state. Just picture like England, but in white sheets. <laughs> no, uh, that's fucked up. That's <laughs> really these, fucked up. <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna apologize again. I the whole the whole last episode was an apology to England. I'm sorry, but now it's the thing. This is gonna become a rich spirited tradition, and I live with an English person who listens to this, so. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> another American holiday in which we hate fucking foreign... Well, we are the foreigners. And that Never mind. Um, anyways, what I was saying... What are you saying? Is, um, are well, you calling Americans <laughs> foreigners, boy? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they are. Um, the Ku Klux Klan, if you're not from the United States, it was a very racist organization that was very powerful. Well, it still is. Well, it's, it's that's still not powerful exists, anymore. But it's not powerful. No. Um that they were in charge of a bunch of uh, like a lot of lynching of African Americans and African American sympathizers. Well, actually, like um, yes, uh, during the civil true. rights movement, especially, especially that goes back to back when oh, goes the back Civil way. War, slave owners, even before that. Mm-hmm. It's just a very ignorant type of classist white supremacy kind of thing. Yeah, I got them everywhere. I'm sure there's equivalents. Right, but this group still exists. And you only really hear about them in the capacity where they're just fucking hicks out in Midwest America. They're like, you can't educate me. If I don't like blacks or Asians, I'm not going to like them. Um, so, I mean, they're not going out lynching people anymore, which is good. But it's still there's still that very heavy, heavily negative connotation that surrounds that group. Um... Recently, Anonymous stated that they were going to release people who are affiliated with this party um, through their newest hack. And they announced, I think it was November 5th was the date they were supposed to release it. Like, you know, remember, remember the 5th of November. As they like to do. Fucking English again. (laughs) (laughs) You cut that shit out. (laughs) But... But... But uh, but no, a couple of days before they were supposed to release that list, um, names started coming out with affiliated email addresses saying that there are members of Congress and U.S. You know, senators that were affiliated with the Ku Klux Klan in some capacity because their email addresses were registered to the KKK site. Now, to be fair, while this is entirely a possibility, hope it's not, but it's entirely possible, they're probably Republican, um... It's entirely possible that this is true. However, 
understand that this leak was not conducted by the by the anonymous group, so it's not their official information. Well, I say yeah, official, but like, what the hell is the anonymous group but, anyway? Like, in terms of, uh, I, I, going back to the dawn of that organization, um, it's it's not really an organization. No, it's, it's, it's a, a loosely people, affiliated yeah. group of people. But it's like if I wanted to go online and say I'm anonymous and you're anonymous. Aren't we all anonymous, Michael? That's well, what I'm saying. Anonymous isn't any one person. You don't, you anonymous don't have lives in ring. our soul. You don't, they don't give you a decoder ring. It's like at the Holy end of shit, V for Vendetta awesome where they, they all put the mask on. Like, where did they get it? First of all, in this big Orwellian well, dictatorship. It's a Guy Fox mask. It's not called the V for Vendetta mask. I didn't call it a V. Mask. I said in V for Vendetta when they all put the mask on is yeah. what I said. You extrapolated that I said V for Vendetta Because everyone does. I know cause... that it's a Guy Fox mask, you turd. Oh, well, we don't know that now. Now you could just be stealing from me. I'm going to cut out you saying it. I Actually, I'm going to edit it so it's like you're saying. It's not called a Guy Fox mask. It's called a V for Vendetta <laughs> oh, mask. fuck you too. Um, I have no control. Of Where did they get the edited? mask is what I'm saying, Michael. He sends it to him. He sends it to him. Where did he get the mask? I don't fucking know. Amazon? Cambodia? I always post it on Guy Fox Day, except for... Is it today? What's today? No, on the 7th. I missed it. I usually <laughs> post it on Guy Fox Day. There's a very famous picture that goes around. Um, yeah, today's N7 making, Day. Happy N7 Day, all pe- you Mass Effect fans out there. People making like the anonymous style... Uh, uh, the, I'm just going to call it the V for Vendetta mask because it upsets you. Fuck you! Um, they're making them in like what is clearly like a sweatshop somewhere in the third world. They're Asian people, so it's the third world Asia, otherwise Japan. known as Asia. Otherwise known as yeah, well, Southeast Asia and like the southern part of it. Do you have a point here? Yeah, I, they post the mask. Uh, they uh, but because it's, I don't know, it's just funny because consumerism. It's yeah. all these people wearing their V for Vendetta mask going, oh, I'm fighting for freedom. You just bought it from a sweatshop, you fuck. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, what, and what, what this whole thing was, was the Anonymous didn't release it. It wasn't Anonymous' list. But also, in order to register for the site, it doesn't require any sort of email verification. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't need to verify your email in any way. So if you want to sign up for this... All you need to do is go to this website and type in your email address. So I'm not saying that if you want to go to this website and register the account t at gmail.com as a registered member of the KKK. What did you, you say? You don't have to. But oh. you can. Uh, again, that's t. At gmail.com. Who edits this? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have your email address too. If anyone wants to, MPHR. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So obviously take that information with a grain of salt, but don't immediately jump on the Fox bandwagon and saying, "Are are you as senators and leagues with the Ku Klux?" I'm sure members of Fox are on the KKK. I'm sure. I'm positive that at least a couple are like fox news yeah fox or news. just like regular fox well 20th century fox possibly or jamie fox. they canceled firefly you see what they did to deadpool or red fox he's or guy dead. fox he's also dead <laughs> <laughs> have you another thing that was released if you haven't seen this which not a lot of people have oddly enough um 
Ryan Reynolds released a video recently uh, called What Deadpool Did for Halloween. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's hilarious. Um, I'm really enjoying all the advertisement that they're doing for this Deadpool film. You mean film. advertisement? Yeah. And Isn't that one of the things that you say? And so this wasn't actually even technically an official ad put out by There was a lot movie. of controversy. I was just Ryan Reynolds dressed up in this the Deadpool suit that he has. I imagine they let him keep uh, for this movie. Um, and he went and he took a bunch of kids out trick-or-treating, and all these kids were dressed up as X-Men characters. And uh, he's holding basically a, uh, a team meeting for his new X-Men team, and it's hilarious. Hilariously inappropriate, but hilarious. Mm-hmm. And you kind of don't yeah, want to... he pulls his dick out. Yeah, you, you kind of don't want to picture Ryan Reynolds being around these kids and cussing almost mm. persistently. They let you um, know a little but it's hilarious. Michael. It's called a movie. Probably wasn't cussing when the kids were actually on set. It wasn't a set, though. It was in his backyard. It's still a set, you fuck. Set. Anywhere you're shooting You're a, a set, set, you fuck. <laughs> fuck you. Quiet on the playground. They don't say that. They say they quiet could. on the set. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. You weren't there. Fuck off. It's all AVO, you fuck nut. You're a fuck nut. You cunt biscuit. You ball handler. You Englishman. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> no, um. I have never been so offended in my life. But, uh. But yeah, so, so yeah, that's uh, Spectre, not very good. Peanuts movie, also not very good. Peanuts movie, grand. Star Wars, probably not going to be very good. Oh, no, don't say that. Star Wars is probably going to be great. What if it's not? Oh. Remember that Remember that uh, scene in that movie the, where they're like, well, yeah, but what if it sucks? How could they're it like, suck? What? No. Would you cry? I would probably kill myself. Would you? I like probably right there in would. the theater? Would you, right there like, in the theater. Like, you just commit Arakiri with a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> I probably would need to, like, I just, just turn it on and you're dead. But, uh, but no, that's that's all I have. If, if you're in Times Square, or if you live in the New York area, by the way, the... Uh, if you're in Times Square right if now. If you're in Times Square right now, if you are going to see The Force Awakens on opening night, December 17th, Mandalorian Mercs are going to be at the AMC Empire 25 Theater... In case you are there or in or around that area, Mando Mercs. What does that mean? It's a Star Wars affiliated cosplay group that dresses up like Mandalorians. It's a plug. I'm, I'm plugging them in here. Are they paying us? No. Then that's getting taken out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. This, movie, this podcast has been brought to you by Spectre. Michael's building his own um, fursuit. Is that what they call it? No. The Mando Merc things? No. Those are fursuits? No. What do they call it? Are you legitimately asking me this question right now? Yeah, what, is, what do they call it? Well, it's a kit. You assemble a kit, but Mandalorian. Like from Knight Rider? Yeah, but Mandalorians typically refer to the armor as a Beskot Gom. A what? Beskot Gom. It's tight. Anyways. It's fursuit for short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to cover? Um 
Nah, not really. I never come to this with a plan. Topics. Yeah. Oh, um, the Joker who ended up, I guess, not being the Joker. I guess he's dead. I, I guess he's dead on Spoilers. Gotham. Spoilers. Yeah. Which, Did they say that happened at the end of the second episode? Because I watched both two episodes. No, they and... said it happened at the end of that arc. Oh. Yeah. Well. Well, for all eight people that give a shit about Gotham. Jerome was not the Joker, I guess. Yeah, which is really weird because he was the Joker. Because he was clearly the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, we never actually talked about uh, uh, Jared Leto and his uh, oh, yeah. full suit. Yeah, I think we're just trying to block that out of our mind. So it's funny that every picture that's released about Jared Leto's Joker... It gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. And we've talked about this before, how normally when someone is casted for an iconic role like this, there's usually an immediate adverse public reaction, mm-hmm. and then they'll release photos of this person. They'll be a, a little more open to this idea. Sure. It happened with uh, Ben Batfleck, where they're like, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then they release a picture of him as Bruce Wayne and him as Batman. And everyone's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, the exact opposite happened with Jared Leto's Joker in the sense that they announced Jared Leto was going to be the Joker. And everyone collectively went, that's fucking great. That's perfect. It's awesome. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then they released the first photo of him. And everyone was like, and we're going to take that back. And subsequently, with every photo we've since seen of him, it's gotten worse and worse over time. And Empire Magazine has most recently had a couple different covers um, showing a couple of the characters from Suicide Squad, two of which covers uh, show the Joker. Yeah. And the Joker is wearing sweatpants, he has a pimp cane, and he has a... Does he have a pimp cane? He has a pimp cane. I don't even remember that. And he has a hot pink alligator skin trench coat. That's purple. No, it's pink. Was it Empire? I guess, yeah. Empire Magazine was the one that released the first, like, full Heath Ledger thing, too. Suck a dick! I um, thought it was uh, something else. No, I'm, I didn't just agree with you at all. And you totally just agreed with me. No, I didn't. Um, I said they released Heath Ledger's <laughs> thing. You shut up. But, uh, but no, so, uh, it just... This um, move fucking... It's... <laughs> it's purple. It's pink. I'm looking at it right now. It's pink. It's purple. It's pink. Yeah, it looks purple. It looks pink. It's purple. Don't mock my color blindness, you fuck. It's shiny, but it's uh, it's, it's purple. It's Some it's of just, it looks it's, pinkish, it's just, I guess, because there's light on it. But. It's just hilarious, and this is that kind of catch twenty two. We've we've spoke at length about Marvel and the monotony that those films are undergoing, but to be fair, they have a cohesive plan. They have a structure to them. They they know where they're going and that's why everything melts you together. You said this about DC. I don't see how you don't think that they have a plan. It might not be a good one, but what has what about the Marvel film lineup seems planned where the DC one doesn't? Because Kevin all Feige. they've done fuck them. A motherfucker Kevin Feige, but B um they released titles. DC did that too. Was the difference? There's, there's no one directly saying that there's an organization to it. They're just handing it to individual directors and having them, I, 
I don't want to say have their way with it, but have their way with it. The only reason I can imagine... But where are you getting that information? Who's to say that this wasn't all part of their horrible plan to begin with? Why is this the fault of the director? Well, who's to say that they do have a plan? I don't know, but like, why... You're saying this about Marvel at the same time, where, one, it just seems to be you like one and you don't like the other one. Well, that may so be true. So one has a plan and one doesn't. That may be true, but no, Marvel's very specifically has had this whole everything fits within the same universe, everything follows this cohesive architecture. Granted, this architecture kind of produces a monotony in their films, but everything flows under the same banner. With DC, I can only imagine the reason why the Joker looks the way he does is because it's own it's David Ayer's own personal image of the Joker. Because David Ayer's films... See, but that's like wild speculation on your part because no one has said that. No one said otherwise. No one said anything. So still, it's speculation is what I'm saying. Well, what do we do on this? Nothing. We speculate. Well, yeah, we, we do th- for two hours. That's fine, but you're saying, I, I just don't get where this is coming from. You're like, no, they don't have a plan because they, I don't like it. Well, David Ayer, if you look at his filmography, he's always very focused on these kind of, I guess you could call them macho characters. They're very heavily representative of what people perceive as the quote-unquote tough guy. And I think that's the direction that he wants to go with the Joker. And whether or not this m- matches with the way that Warner Brothers wants to handle the Joker in all future iterations it now does not matter. It's now irrelevant because this is what David Ayer wanted and it's what David Ayer got. You assume. <laughs> I but I'm assume. saying if Warner Brothers didn't like this, it wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't have. David Ayer doesn't have that kind of power. He just doesn't. He's never made this kind of movie before. See, now you're speculating. No, I'm just saying. He does like... If the studio doesn't like it, the studio won't use it. That's not speculation. That's just how shit works. Yeah, but the studio doesn't necessarily mean that they care about where this property is going and whether or not it fits okay, with the aesthetic the ne- that they're establishing. First of all, they don't care about the Joker. I don't think they care. That's their listen, number one. Listen, I'm not saying saw, what they're doing is good. We, we Believe saw, me, I hate saw, it just as much as everyone else. We saw the but, way Man of Steel came out. But, that movie was clearly indicative of them not giving a fuck. Oh, False. It is indicative of them looking at the other Superman thing and saying, that failed, we gotta do the opposite. <laughs> but with the, all of the Batman shit, that is all that makes money right now for Warner Brothers. You better fucking believe that they're thinking about every aspect of it. Thinking about it wrong, again, I'm not trying to defend them, I'm just saying, there's no way, it's not some flimsy character, it's not fucking Ant-Man or something retarded it's the joker it's like the most iconic film villain what are you zach snyder now it's the most ant-man yeah fuck ant-man fuck that character the movie was all right but fuck that character i don't give a shit no one gives a shit about (laughs) ant-man no one not even paul rudd (laughs) no one at marvel no one cares about ant-man no one gave a shit about iron man until fucking 2008 you're 100 correct fuck that character too Fuck them all to death. But, no, the Joker, dude, it's the most, it's, that's their surest bet of anything. Look what happened with fucking Heath Ledger. Look what happened to Gotham. Yeah, It was their surest Gotham. bet and it sucked. I'm, like I said, I'm not saying that they're making good choices, <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, there's no way that they're just like, nah, 
whatever. We'll let him do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess. I guess come summer 2016, we will find out. No, I'm not saying that it's going to be good. I'm just saying they think it's good. I'm saying that when we see the movie, it'll be very clear whether or not they did care about this production. I think they cared. They're just not... There's a difference, because... Studio executives, historically speaking, studio are not the most creative people in the world. They do these scripts by committee. They do everything according to what looks like it's going to make money. And this movie's going to make all the money. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's good, probably not. But, but you know, it's just the thing is, DC clearly doesn't have a plan. Um, I don't think that anyone over at Warner Brothers... Uh, there's probably not even the script yet. They probably never read a comic book. No, probably um, not. Well, that's actually probably true. Well, with Man of Steel, it's obviously very clear that no one ever read her Wikipedia about Superman. Yeah. Like I said, didn't say it's good, but it's the polar opposite of, of, of Superman Returns. Like, almost to a T. Everything that that movie did, they did the opposite. Still sucked. But, uh... What are you gonna do? Not see it. No, you already did. Can't take it back. I could try! <laughs> But um, but no, that's that's everything we got. You have anything you want to cover, specifically? Happy N Seven Day. There were a lot. Everybody wanted to know like what his stomach said. Like there's those words. It says "fuck Marvel." It says Joker. It says Joker. <laughs> Is that in case he forgets? Probably. Or is that in case, like, Batman punches his face into a bloody pulp and they can't identify him via his dental records? So that's fine, then. Like, he could have the metal teeth, whatever, but... This is so stupid. (laughs) You sound pain. You sound physically pain. I'm looking at the picture right now, and I'm just like... What about the tattoo happen? that says ha 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 Oh, that's ha, nothing anymore. Like <laughs> that, that's fucking deep. That's some goddamn like next level shit right now. Because <laughs> he has a giant tattoo that in like the stupid fucking like Latin King's letters says Joker. Well, you know, speaking of the Joker, it was just revealed this past week that the Batman the movie, um stupid fucking title, by the way. Um I'm fine with that title. Well, if it's a, if it's actually the Batman the movie, then less so. But I'm fine with the Batman. <laughs> um, the story of the Batman the movie is going to be um, another iteration of the Death in the Family slash Under the Red Hood story, which we've already seen that once this year, and we've already seen it done very poorly this year. So I'll be interested to see where it Wait, goes. Wait, what was the thing that we saw poorly? The under the red hood death in the family story oh right 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 yeah. um in the iteration of arkham knight mm-hmm. um so we'll see how that goes but it, i would say from the synopsis it more or less debunks the theory that jason todd is the joker in suicide squad simply because well a jared leto is like what 30 something now he's like 40 yeah he's older than affleck we've been over this yeah right um and b the movie is supposed to feature both the Joker and Jason Todd. 
So unless they cast another person to play the Joker and the Joker's character in Suicide Squad does a complete 180 and is now reverted back to Jason Todd being the Red Hood, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think it's safe to assume that the Joker is not Jason Todd in Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm... The Red Hood... The Under the Red Hood storyline is probably one of my favorite Batman stories. Um, Jason Todd's probably one of my favorite Batman villains. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it, but I'm rather skeptical as to see how they handle it just yet. Ben Affleck is directing the film as far as I'm aware. Um, so it, it'll be directed well. Um, Writing-wise, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm more excited for the Batman than I am for any oh, other yeah, project. Yeah, yeah. Any other project right now. Unless they, unless they, for some reason, band together and do Justice League Dark, which even at this point, after seeing Crimson Peak... I'm not excited for Guillermo del Toro's next film, unless it's Pacific Rim 2, in which case then I'm super excited. Well, I'd still give him the benefit of the doubt based on the fact that, like, I mean, Crimson Peak was forgettable. That was its biggest sin versus uh, something like... Um, the script was bad. Pan's Labyrinth. The characters were bad. No, I'm, I'm saying it's. I'm not saying it's good, yeah. but I'm saying that versus Pan's Labyrinth, which was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'm still gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's probably still got a good movie in him somewhere. Somewhere. Well, I mean, Ridley Scott proved us all wrong, saying that he could still make a movie with The Martian. The Martian was fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and that comes off of like six shit movies he's made in like the past ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't even know what he's made other than Prometheus. He made uh, the Counselor. That's the movie where Cameron Diaz has sex with the car. Oh, really? Yeah. That um, amazing. What the hell could be wrong with that? <laughs> Exodus Gods and Kings, where he directly said, like, oh, yeah. this movie wouldn't be made with Habibli-Bob or whatever. Habibli-Bob or fuck it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking racist Englishman. <laughs> it's goddamn English, man. I'm telling you. They're... Oh, and there goes our three I viewers mean, in Kazakhstan, uh, too. Uh, um, yeah. They said happy Billy Bob. Yeah, but but no. We're so quoting we, somebody else. Well, well yeah, we're, we're quoting Cool it, Habibity Bob. <laughs> cool your jets, bro. I'm going to cut so much out of this. It's going to be a ten-minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, anyways... Get out of my house. I'm Tyler Pino. I'm Michael Holler. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Man. Thank seriously. Thank you for joining us and enduring the shit that we go through. Yeah. No one's no one listens to this point. We could be saying anything. We could be giving the secret to life eternal right now. Did no you want to just know. like go through every country for the next twenty minutes and just say? You know, fuck this yeah. country, fuck this Fuck country. you, Argentina. Fuck you, Brazil. Fuck you, Cambodia. Fuck you, Chile. Fuck you. <laughs> missing a lot. There's got to be more countries today in Afghanistan. Fuck you. Um, th- we should do this for the next 45 minutes. Just try <laughs> to name as many countries as we can. Um, okay, I'm going to bring up a list of No, that's, that's cheating. That's cheating. We, this is a, we've turned this into a game. You, you put that away. Countries that start with A. Argentina. Arizona. (laughs) Well, A, fuck Arizona, but B, that's also not a country. (laughs) Azerbaijan. Uh, what? Azerbaijan, I think that's how you say it. Afghanistan. Australia. 
Australia. It's a continent, you fuck. And a country. Did I, tell you, I told you about Austria. the racist Australians in the elevator, right? No. No? So, say? this was a couple weeks ago when they had the, uh, the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, when they asked you if you were Bruce Lee? They asked me if I was Bruce Lee, and I asked them, is, is, is that racist? And they're like, no, nah, we can't be racist, we're Australian. And I'm like, they're super racist. I don't think that's how that works. And I was like, well, you know, like 90, but you know, Australia is part of Asia. I'm like, no, I don't think it is. And it's like, oh, you know, Australians can't be racist. Yeah. Fuck Australia. Well, what was he trying to say? Like, <laughs> fucking no. Like, uh, yeah, we can't be racist against Asians because we're, we're technically Asian ourselves. It's right. Aye. Thank you, ping pong. And then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm Michael Holler. Aruba. <laughs> Albania. Algeria. Um, it's <laughs> probably all of them, right? Probably all of them. <laughs> Start with A. There can't be more than that. Armenia? Did I already say that? I think you already said that. No, I said Albania. Oh, let's try it. Anglefish. That's a fish. LB. Bolivia. Brazil. Belize. Budapest. That's a that's the capital of Budapest. <laughs> and I'm Michael Holler. Get out of my house.